we're lazy because we think that the tool is going to solve the issue of something we should be responsible for. Tools there to fix something. The tools should be there to enhance it. That's that's really the word. It's, that's is, it. is enhance. Yep. Right. Yeah. It should. Because if you're not it. doing good multi-points paper. You're not going to do you're good multi points. Exactly. That's, 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 that's exactly that's right. Exactly, you know, that's exactly I, I agree right. with that comment that's 100%. A, hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained, others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. All right, all right, here we are back again. Hard shop life with Coach J and the G Man. What's up, G Man? Uh, you know, living the dream. You know everything. Yeah, yeah, living, living the dream. It's good to see you, buddy. Everything's up. So, dude, you know, I hate to say this. All I right. really hate oh to my say. God. It. I really hate to say. <laughs> Here it. comes. So, so you slap me in the face with the fact that you have not been drinking alcohol for a month now. Yeah, I don't know if I'm exactly right on that timeline. Because I'm telling you, your complexion looks good. Wow. And I don't want to say ah. that. I don't want to say that. that. I don't want to say that. Because then I'm going to say, dude, let's go get a drink I, afterwards. And you'll be like, you're like, bro, you just told me that. If I can fuck it, looks good, you know. My wife's going to feel good about that comment. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm like, dang it. I am going to tell my wife, by the way. See, exactly. <laughs> See what I'm saying? She, well, she listens to us, right? She's on this. Oh, yeah. yeah she's on so, this big skin kick right now, too. So she's like, everything oh, for your skin. And like. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not because you're drinking. Oh, that's great. That's well, great. No, no, no. It's great. It's great. It's great. No, it's great. Katya, keep it up. Keep I'm it up. eating clean. I'm drink. I'm not. I haven't been drinking. So it's like it's been. I think it's just everything. I, I do feel better. I'll tell you that. Do you? Yeah. You know, I cut off coffee. So, Interesting. So yeah. So coffee, the acidity was messing up my stomach and all this stuff, and I started feeling really weird. Like if every time I drank coffee, I felt like I was swelling up. Mm. You know, mm. it was weird. And so I was like, I said, man, I hate feeling this way. Is it the alcohol? Is it the, what I'm eating? And so I, you know, did all that stuff. And then not, not too long ago, I just realized I'm like, could it be the coffee? Because right before I drank coffee, I felt great. Went to the gym, was walking outside, did all the stuff. We I walked down to the ferry building because they have like farmer's market oh, yeah. on Saturday. No, yeah. And so I grab like a coffee, spot. right? And after I drink the coffee, I'm like, what's up with that? Like half an hour later, I'm starting feeling like, I feel like crap again. Like. What happened? But was it coffee or was it one of those uh, frappuccino things? No, no, it was coffee. Okay. I just, I, I don't. Well, some people call the frappuccino things coffee. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's coffee. <laughs> it's, a, right? it's a milkshake in the morning and they wonder why they don't feel good. Look, all I drink is coffee. Okay. It's a, anyway, anyway. By the way, that, uh, you want to introduce that voice with the, uh, yeah, 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 we can do that. With the radio timber. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, you do have a pretty good radio voice. So, we have a guest today again and, uh, one of our good buddies, Luis Romano. So, Luis, welcome back. Now, listen, the reason why, guys, we have Luis on here is because the dude has bugged the living daylights <laughs> out of us. Like, the guy just does, he texts us, he calls us, he oh, sends man. emails. It's relentless. I mean, the, yeah, the only thing was left was the bat signal. So, we're going to have this episode, Luis, because he has been a proponent, defender of the tools that make op fixed operations more efficient and effective. They right? help. They help. Okay, hold on. We got two two topics on the table right now. Yeah. Which yeah. one we get? Yeah, you the tools of tools of torture. We're gonna do the tools part, of torture update. Part yeah. two. Part part D. And or we have the what was that? What was the question? Oh, 
Do numbers lie? Oh, no, no, no. That's another episode. That's another You're not going to do the numbers lie. So oh. you got me all fired up about no, doing no, no, the numbers no, no, no. lie. That's the next That's episode. Good. You're teasing so, that. So, no, no, no. We're, we're going to record this one. Son of a And then we're going to record the next one. God dang it. All right. Sounds good. good. So I was I was all fired up for that. Now, I got all my notes. <laughs> I got all my numbers no, laid okay. out here. Well, on the, you guys saw the desk. You'd see everything. All my stuff's laid. And now we're not going to do it's, this. It's so ready. Let me, he was, let, me he was ready. My, let me put my papers away. Okay. Disapproved. Okay. Tyler, can you put a paper rustling noises, please, into this? <laughs> Add some sound <laughs> effects. Yeah, sound effects. <laughs> so, all right. So well, let's let's talk about the tools of, of torture. Okay. So let, let's re- rewind. It was I think it was season two. Season two. Yeah, I think so. So season two, we had this uh, episode where we talk about how we torture our support staff, our writers, our people, right? By just layering in one tool after the next. As a matter of fact, we have seen at stores where a service advisor has four screens. You would think the guy's a stockbroker or he's a day trader because he has four screens in front of him. And mind you, like the customer's like, trying to look around the four screens like who, who, which, who is this because there's no eye contact it's like everybody's looking at the screen and and uh, i was like my gosh what do you have those four screens for oh i got one for mpi and i got one for dispatch and i got one for the oem i got one for sending text messages and calls i got another one i'm like jesus like, well, you see, you've seen the new thing now is that they have their ipad and they whatever they can log in via web base is what they have on the side anyway to, to my point to my point, tools <laughs> of torture. I said, which one of these makes it easier for you to be able to make a relationship, have a relation, a professional relationship with your customer? And they all say, none of them. <laughs> I'd rather just pick up the phone or send a simple text message or something. But I have all these obstacles that I have to use, go through in order for me to just generate a ticket, communicate with my tech and get the car ready so I can give it back to my customer. Right. That, that was the conversation. Right. But then you, Luis came at us and said, oh, hold on, guys. Hold on. Some of these things. It's not all bad. It's not not all bad. Right. So go ahead. I want to give you the mic. So so, so really, really quick, because this actually surprised me. So I had a. uh, Quick. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be quick, quick, quick. So I had a J.D. Power and Associates uh, come to my store and, and, you know, was a kind of one of those manufacturer things where they were sending somebody out to kind of, you know, you know, see how you operated. And and there was one uh, stat. It was really amazing to me that I I couldn't believe. Um, but of course, it's just JD Power and Associates, right? I mean, they're the the survey people for the survey people, <laughs> right? So, uh, if I were to ask you to, what message do you think, or or uh, what form of contact do you think gets answered faster, a phone call, an email, or a text message? Wow, that's an easy one. Yeah, it's easy. That's easy. Text. Yeah, it's text. Text. Okay, easy. Now, if I were to ask you what the average time that a phone call gets answered, a email gets answered, and a text message gets answered, what do you think? So the only reason why I'm hesitant is because J.D. Power and Associates are usually associating their surveys towards sales. So if I answered that question as a salesperson, if I was in the sales department, if I was a customer wanting to purchase a car, Uh right? My assumption was would be like they call me. I'm not going to call you back for maybe a week. Like the next right. like weekend, you Absolutely know that I have right. available. Like I would call you that. Far, yeah. I, I was going to say it's like uh, email one month, uh, call one day, and uh, text like one hour. That's what I was going to think. It, it was actually uh, so it was seven days 
for the message. So if you call somebody, no way. Yeah. If yeah, you call somebody, yeah, yeah. seven days, seven days. If you call somebody, leave a voicemail. It, it, it took them somewhere from seven days to get back to you. Yeah. Uh, email was like three and a half days. And mm. then the text message with, was like with under a minute. Right. So this was I don't know, a couple of years ago when he came down and, and shared it. And I was I was amazed because I've always been, you know, especially with my advisors, I would absolutely hate when they would send a, I'd say, hey, I need you to reach out to this customer and blah, 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 and do this and that. And then and I go back and I said, do, do, you, uh, do you do it? He's like, yeah, no, I, I got a hold of the customer. Perfect. And then the customer would call me, you know, hey, I never heard back from blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what happened? He's like, well, I sent him a text message. Did they respond? Well, no. Well, you didn't say to get a hold of them, right? So that was uh, kind of my hatred towards text messaging. And, and frankly, I hate text messaging. I was kind of forced into it. So the phone call was what I always enjoyed, right? Like I, I like calling customers back and getting a hold of them and leaving a message. And, but you have that phone tag going on, right? So um, again, JD Power and Associates, when they came down and, and of course kind of showed me their stats and started looking at things and using the technology, uh, I kind of started becoming a believer of the text messaging. So I, I became, um, I kind of switched my advisors from telling them not to send text messages to go ahead and, you know, start that, that should be your first form, not only form, but your first form of communication. Interesting. So you're, you're, you're a proponent of text messaging now. Yeah. Yeah. Not only text messaging, just, uh, I, I am a big, uh, technology guy. So I love tools. I think tools are there to make things easy. Right. And I'm a big, big fan of, you know, something that's going to make our job faster. But I think, you know, in the, at least in our industry, sometimes we think it's a magic pill. Right. So the reason why I want to have this conversation too, is I just left a store that, um, implemented a new, like write up device like it's a software program right where they use a tablet and they go out there and they can pre-populate the op codes and all that stuff but what it does is that it is the first layer of information that gets then dropped into the dms to then at that moment in time then distributed for dispatching for the technician Right. And one of the things that we were encountering quite often is that the average time it took from the moment of write up to it being dispatched, not dispatch, dispatch, but I'm saying dispatch with an MPI attached to it for the technician to do an inspection was seven minutes. Now, mind you, with the people there that that showed up, a, a, a young guy who was there, and he was, you know, the coach or consultant or whatever that came with the pro- product. He says, oh, you know, we're, let's figure out a way if we can do this. And they they all of a sudden, you know, magically were able to fix it where they were instantaneously distributed. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Only to find out that there were other layers of, of problems that were there that we spent the entire week fixing. Like this op code has to read the op code of the DMS. And so it goes one way for it to then populate it. But the problem was, is that once we did that, um, you still had to once it goes into the MPI. Right and you fill out an estimate, the estimate goes to the advisor, then the advisor confirms it, puts the labor time in, and then submits and throws it into the parts department, and the parts department has to put in their parts prices in so that we could then send the estimate out to the customer. Now, of course, like any new piece of equipment, right, there's some torture there because techs are like, well, I'm, I'm used to just walking up to the back parts counter and saying, I need this, I need that. And now everything was being directed into, let's 
let's use the system, let's communicate in the system, and let's make things happen, right? And we spent the entire week just being on top of everybody going, hey, listen, man, this has been, dude, your estimate's taking 15 minutes. It's been 15 minutes. Oh, no, it's it's done. Well, no, it's not done. You didn't click it here, and you didn't put the part in, so it's incomplete. Well, it says complete, but it's really incomplete. And so the guy, you know, a parts counter guy, I'm going to call you out, bro. The, the parts guy was like, oh, it's just a bulb. They know that the bulb is $4. He goes, well, they don't know it's $4, and we can't send this estimate via email or text to the customer until you put in $4 because nobody has the ability to put $4 except, except the parts department. And so, of course, the parts guy was like, oh, so I got to put it in every single time. Yes, you do. And so we do, we do all that, right? At the end of the day, I mean, the ownership is saying this is not going away because if we don't find some kind of tool that allows us to better communicate with our customers, right, then I'm just going to find something else that does. Mm -hmm. So we might as well figure this thing out. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and lo and behold, I my question to everything was, is this something that we want to make it easier for us or is it something that the customer wants to make it easier for them? Yeah, and, and that's, that's how that's I like that's the big question. The big question is, did 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 the vendor sell you a bill of goods that sounds fantastic to make your job easier or is it to make it easier for the customer? Because at the end of the day, isn't that what we're trying to do with these tools? Are we trying to make it easier for us or for them? No, I mean, I think the tools there for the customer. Right. Um, well, I mean, it's got, I mean, I ultimately. Right. And yeah. everything that we do should be done through the eyes of the customer. I mean, we're, yeah, I think that's some, some play, sometimes we get lost in that, that we forget that the customer's there and that this, this is why we're doing it is that there's at the end result needs to be some sort of benefit to the customer. Otherwise why bother? Right. So text messaging program is there to speed up. And uh, what would I say? Maybe um, ensure that we're going to communicate with them, right. That our advisors are communicating with them, that our VDCs community, like it, it's, it's a, a, a quick form of communication and documented, uh -huh. right? So we could see when it happened, how long it, you know, and what the, what the customer's response was. And so that's the purpose behind it. And I think, you know, what we were talking about in the beginning of the, of the original episode, which by the way is season two, episode eight. There you go. It was June of 2021. So if you want to go back and find it, that's where it's at. But that episode, we were really talking about how we continue to layer on these software thinking that somehow it's going to fix something. And I believe that something that we're trying to fix is our direct communication or, or interaction with customer. Right. Right. I mean, think about it, the, the Y advisor, you know, yeah. It, yeah. It, or you got, I mean, what's the other one? Um, MPI's got a tablet mm -hmm. and, and nothing against these guys. And, and don't please don't come after us with your pitchforks and <laughs> torches, storm the castle. Don't, don't worry guys. I'm here. <laughs> I'll back any product. <laughs> you can block them. But no, I think they're all great. I think they all they all do a, a thing. The problem is, 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 is that thing actually translating back to the customer? Are we getting better? Are we getting a better result? Or do we keep just throwing these things at it, hoping that one of these things is going to pick up some sort of uh, uh, perpetual motion and and not and then we don't have to manage it anymore? Right. I mean, really, that to me is that. So then you go, we go into some of these places. They got five different software programs, and none of them are really being used. I mean, shoot, you know, we got we we've seen stores like that constantly. And, uh, and then that's why we call them tools of torture. It's not because they suck. Right. You know, I, I would never say that. I think a lot of these, these companies build a good product and they got, you know, they have a really good system. It's just that I think our application of it at sometimes could be better. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I would have to blame kind of the, the trainer of the product. Um, so typically when I see people are kind of struggling or the, what, what you're talking about is they kind of set it and forget it, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, I'll use the appointment scheduler as one, right. The DMS has an appointment scheduler. You know, why do you need another scheduler unless it's, you know, to, to book online appointments. Right. But the, the DMS scheduler can do just the same, right. Or shoot. And in that case we can you know, pick up a, 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 an appointment ledger, right. And write appointments on a piece of book. It could, it could all do the same. Um, but I think there are certain things that one for the customer, it's just a convenience. It's the automatic confirmation. Um, it, it, it does do some cost savings for the actual group that's using it. Um, but it's all really are, is everything understood? And I think that's the problem that we have in our business, right? Is that nobody really understands the appointment system, how to use it. You know, we, we've discussed, you know, a couple of my favorites that are out there. Um, and what I've found is people that typically don't like them just they don't understand how to use them they don't understand how to train them but the the point of technology is to automate things right uh and that's essentially what you want you know for for the schedulers that you have online um it should be uh, i've gone to plenty of stores where you know i'll hear like hey no more appointments today or or we're not allowing any more waiters so tell your bdc or your, your cashier don't accept any more waiter appointments there's no need to do that, right? There is, you know, we live in the 21st century. I can order, you know, something from Amazon and it gets to my house within three hours, right? There's no need for us to manually communicate with people or put little post-its to say, don't allow any more of these appointments or whatnot. And that's what's funny to me is that we would prefer that, right? And that's kind of where I I was, uh, you know, felt that I had to speak up for tools of torture because if you really understand the tool for what it is, not all tools are good, you know, um, but if you really understand the tool and you spend the time to um, perfect the tool so that you can make it do it, it's going to be a huge benefit. And I, I think I want to, I want to jump onto that. I, first of all, I want to talk about the scheduling piece of it. And then I want to talk about that exactly thing right there. So, uh, so we, so we have or had a client that um, had a web scheduler and the, and you could go on right now to their website and make an appointment and I can make an appointment for tomorrow morning, right? Tomorrow morning at 7am, I'm going to make an appointment. It has no relevance to what the actual schedule is. It's not connected to the schedule. And so I could already have 10 appointments at seven o'clock. That one's going to now come in. Right. And, uh, and also Unless the BDC manually input it into the other scheduling tool, um, I didn't even know it was coming. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the advisor, right, I wouldn't even know that car is going to be here. So to me, that goes to what you're saying. It's the tool of torture really is, is it's the implementation of the tool. And, and, I, and I'm going to go all the way back to what I said in the beginning. It, it, the end result has to be the customer, right? We do web scheduling to make it more convenient for the customer. So what I would ask you and what I would challenge our audience and everybody who's listening, and if you haven't turned us off yet, because this topic's a little dry, but if you haven't turned us off yet, here's what I would ask you, I challenge you this, is like, think about that scenario. Is that more beneficial for the customer? That I, I went online, I made an appointment, and then I show up there in the morning and you don't know I'm coming, right? What do I think about you when that happens, Right. It's, it seems like it's a small thing. They're like, oh, no, we take care of them anyways. Like, oh, gee, man, just do the voice for me. Should I hear? But gee, man. That's right. <laughs> but G, so it's the but gee, man. Oh, but gee, man, we take care of them anyways. 
Like, yeah, but still it's, it's a small thing, but it puts a seed of doubt into that customer's mind. And then it makes it much more difficult for us to sell to them later, right? Because they have this seed of doubt and it all goes back to the implementation of the tool. So then what we do is we are, we're just going to get this other tool and then we're going to get another tool in there and then we're going to try to train everybody. And then, oh yeah. And then by the way, that one doesn't have texting. So we're going to get this texting tool to go on top of that. And oh yeah, the scheduler on that one, the MPI is great, but the scheduler sucks. So we're going to add a scheduling tool on top of that. And it's like, and before you know it, you just got all these pieces of software trying to fix this thing. And we forgot that the reason we got the web scheduling thing in the first place was for the customer. The reason we got the text is so we could communicate better with the customer. I mean, come on, how many how many times have we seen? I saw a, a, a client long, long time ago, this is in another life. I saw a client had a texting tool and, uh, and in there, they were sending out CSI messages. Hey, we hope your service is good and everything. And the customer's getting it and they're responding and they're asking for help and nobody's looking at it. Well, that's right there, the problem. That's well, yeah. why, that's that's why <laughs> we have, there's no, there's no uh, for the customer side of it, right? There's no value. And, and, and yeah, that's- I text you one time. Yep. And you text me and say, hey, I hope your service is great. Let us know what you think. And I text you back and go, mm-hmm. hey, by the way, I had this little problem and you don't respond to me. I'm done. That's it. I, I know you just sent me a bot and you don't care. Right. It's like, just that to me is that just don't do it at all. If you, if you can't do it, if you're not going to implement, you're not going to train, which is what you talked about. You're not going to stick it out because I think the implementation teams, God bless their soul. They only have so much time to spend. We're not easy people to work with. Let's face it. Right. Right. As a business, as an industry, it's we're tough people to train. We got a lot of stuff going on. We don't want you in our way. We're trying to make money. Most of us get paid off well, performance, that, right? That's what I'm saying. I think, I think, and this goes back into the thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Is is my philosophy, and I'm I've changed it. Here, here's my viewpoint, okay? And I'm going to tell you why I don't like the tools of any any tool, mm-hmm. okay? Because at the end of the day, I believe that the customer wants confidence in the interaction. Okay, let me go back to my Tesla story. Um, I have a, a, a more of them. I didn't tell you guys on the last one when I had my Tesla, I went about the Tesla. I made the appointment. I made a I literally asked one question, said my appointment is between this time and this time. I will not be in town. Do you know what the response is? Alert. Your new appointment is three weeks out. Not a person, the system or whatever the heck it was just said, instead of giving me an answer, oh yeah, you know what, we'll push it to the afternoon or this is what it, nope, your new appointment is now three weeks out, right? Now, Tesla probably said, what are you talking about? The system did great. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. It did whatever, but it didn't communicate. Hey, is this new date available for you? Or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, I have to be like, that's all it is. You just have to come in when I tell you to come in. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and that's, that's a tool they think is great. I'm like, this is horrible. Right. Horrible. I, I'm in every single Tesla forum. And, I, and they all say, the service is atrocious. More people. I, I bought a Rivian. I got out. I left Tesla. I, I bought the new Mercedes-Benz EQQS. I just bought it. Tired of waiting for another Tesla. Got rid of my Tesla. Got the Mercedes one. Hopefully their service will support the product. Right. Right. And so when we look at these scenarios and situations and and I talk about it, my frustration is that we as managers and as leaders, right, we're lazy. 
We're lazy because we think that the tool is going to solve the issue of something we should be responsible for. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The tool, the tool's there to fix something. The tools should be there to enhance it. That's that's really the word. Is, that's is, it. is enhance. Yep. Right. Yeah, it should because Amazon, if you're not doing good multi points paper. You're not going to do you're good multi points. Exactly. That's, 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 that's exactly that's right. Exactly, you know, that's exactly. I, I agree right. with that comment. A, if you're not picking up the phone or you're not making outbound calls, that means your texting is not going to get any better, bro. You right. said it at the very. I'm going to call you right at the very beginning. You set me up perfect. Yeah. You, you threw. You put the ball. You said, "Hey, why you, did you call your customer? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I contacted them. Then they call you. Hey, did you did you call me? Yeah." Well, you didn't tell me to get in touch with them. You said to reach out to them. I sent them a text message. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You know what? My job as a leader, what I would have said to them is, you know what? You're right. My fault. My fault. Get them on the phone. Yes. Talk to them. Yes. If that's not the way. As a matter of fact, my fault as a leader, this is my next question. What method of contact did your customer want? Right. Because that's the way I want you to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Don't text them. Don't even ask them. Last week, we're at the store. The customers are complaining because, and I don't blame them, and the advisors are complaining. You know advisors, they hate new tools. Mm. They're doing everything to shoot it down. This thing's a piece. It doesn't do this. I got customers upset. Customer was upset, right? Calls in and says, listen, I've been waiting for an estimate that you guys are supposed to send me, and I haven't gotten it. And so the advisor, so the manager goes, hey, how did you do Oh, yeah, I sent it to them in a text message. I sent it to them. Come to find out the communication text back and forth with the customer is one text. When you send the MPI estimate, it's a completely different text with a completely different number. Yeah. So the customer's not going to click on that. They think it's spam texting, which is happening to me. I'm not going to click on something. So the, so the advisor was like, that should have our name somewhere. This doesn't work. All the stuff. And I said, you know what, before you jump that go, cause, cause she was all over that. Mm -hmm. I said, did you tell the customer, by the way, I'm about to send you the estimate and the estimate's going to come as a separate text. So open that and that's the estimate. But you didn't do that because you didn't have you, you didn't think, oh, why would I have to do that? I'm like, because it's communication. Right. Right. So <laughs> I, I again, I go back to the fact that you, you're right. It was your fault. Right. Or it was my fault. So now when I say, hey, communicate with that customer, send a text and follow up with a phone call. Right. Yeah. Send an email. Yeah. Right. Whatever it is that a second form and, and get a response. Right. 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 Is kind of what I've learned because I want to make sure that it enhances. You go back to that. People will answer your text message right away. Hey, I don't have time. Hey, I'm in a meeting. I can't, I, you know, I'm constantly in meetings mm-hmm. or phone calls. Right. When I, when, when one of you guys call me and I can't pick up, I will literally just shoot a little message and say, Hey, I'm in a meeting. I'll call you back. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a good piece of technology, but I think that's what the consumer wants. Right. I, the consumer wants to be able to not all, but I want to say we we live in a world where, where we're changing, right? I was kind of going back to that Amazon. Amazon's completely changed the way we shop. A hundred percent. But but again, it's it's based on technology that they see. To me, Amazon is a one way transaction. I know I'm talking to a machine. I know I am. Mm-hmm. I know that when I click on here and it says pay now, and I'm gonna it's gonna send to the. It, it's a simple thing. This is your item. Where am I shipping it? What's your credit card? It will arrive this time. Hit pay. Pay now. It's a transaction one way. I'm telling a machine to do that to me. When it comes to service, it is a human interaction. But but what makes you think that the customer doesn't want a one-way transaction? Why shouldn't my car experience, right? That that's kind of where we're going. Right. I, I get I get where I, we're I 100 percent agree right? with that. I would love I, that. I should be able to book my appointment. It 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 has my confirmation. 
right? I get my appointment. Everything should be sent contactless. Get ready to go. Enter everything before I go in there if I want to be prepared. Yeah. I literally drop my keys off. Yeah. I get a price. I approve the work. Yeah. It gets done. My car tells me when it's ready. I personally, I don't need to talk to anybody. So let me ask you this question. Do you have an accountant? Do I have an accountant? Do you have an accountant? No. Okay. Who do you use? Uh, I have. Who do you do your taxes? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I do tax? have a tax person. You have a tax person? Uh, yes. All right. Do you have a tax person, G-Man? Yeah. Okay. Now, who every beginning of the year, especially, I know it's, I think it's, it's, it's Super Bowl. It starts January 1st. What's the number one advertisement you see for January 1st? H&R Block. H&R Block, I'm guessing where you're going. No, it's, it's, it's tax. It's, it's, it's robot tax or whatever it's called. Uh, uh, Turbo tax. Turbo tax. Yeah. Right. Turbo tax. Right. H&R Block, right. Guarantees now their stuff because they go, you know what? We'll have a professional check it for you. Mm-hmm. We'll have it. They know that the auditor, the auditors love TurboTax. Because man, the system, the the computer system, you doing it yourself? Because I'm telling you right now, bro. I'm I, I might have gone to school for 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 numbers, but I have an accountant pers- on right. purpose. We right. have it right. The professional knows what they're doing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Same thing for you, right? You got to go to the doctor, and the doctor tells you what what test you should go take. You don't just walk up and go, I want this test, this test, and this test, but, and this test, and this test. But who's, so who's your doctor? Well, let's talk about that. One thing, too, by the way, today, I uh, this year, I switched to TurboTax okay. for the first time, right? Okay. I had an accountant. Let me tell you what happened last year, awesome. right? Uh, I didn't, I, so I've had an accountant, uh, so I, I, I would go to a firm. They would do my thing. They were fabulous. Mm-hmm. I was talking about my daughters, blah, blah, blah. It was great, right? We'd spend like four hours there. Uh, last year... My lady that worked there, actually, the last two years, I haven't, I haven't been able to t- talk to him. Right? It's been, hey, just drop off your stuff. And I'm like, does such and such person still work there? They're like, yeah, she still works there. I'm like, okay, and I'd respond and I'd send. I'm like, can I talk to that person? And like, oh yeah, they'll, they'll call you back. Nothing ever happened, right? Well, it happens. The last two years, I've paid more in taxes than I've ever paid in my life, right? And I'm like, man, this sucks. So I went to TurboTax. I went, well, if this is if this is what's happening, I can't I don't even know if the, the person that I normally spoke to was there was doing my taxes. I have a feeling that she no longer left and they, they were kind of trying to make up for things. So I ended up doing triple tax. Right. Uh, it did take a long time. It took me like nine, ten hours to do my own taxes, but it did make it very easy. I mean, they walk you through everything. OK, so that's the question. How much is your time worth per hour? How much are you worth per hour? Uh Enough for me to want to do it again, right? So you're telling me, so your time per hour is worth, the nine hours is worth what you did? Yes. So to me personally, because of what I've had the last two years, I said, you know what? Let me me try this out myself. And I did it myself. And it was kind of like, man, that time sucked. But next time I do it, it's not going to be as hard, right? Because I did it. Okay. Right? So to me, I went TurboTax. Okay. Right? Uh, because what also happened last year is, you know, we had the whole COVID thing and da da da, da. and I didn't, uh, I didn't pick up my taxes. Right. And when my wife and I, we didn't hear back, I'm like, Hey, did we ever get our taxes to send in? She's like, no, we didn't, we didn't get our taxes back. We called the people, the company, and you know what they told us? They said, Hey, yeah, uh, tax time is over. We're no longer at that building. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, where are my taxes? How am I going to send that? That right there was the reason why I went to TurboTax. Right. That's why I went technology route because of that bad experience. So think so. So I don't know if you have you been watching that uh, super pumped. Mm-mm. It's on Showtime. Have you have you watched that? No, no, it's super. It's called it's the uh, battle for Uber. 
is what it's called. Super pumped. So it's, it's kind of a, what, what do they call that? Docudrama or whatever. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, and it's pretty interesting to watch how that company got started and what they went through and all that. But one of the things, the guy's name is, is Kalnick, Kevin Kalnick, I think it is Kyle Kalnick, something like that. That's the CEO, the guy, the founder that started Uber. And, uh, his, his thing was he wanted a frictionless experience. That's what he called it. Frictionless. That's why you couldn't, in the beginning, I don't know if you guys remember this, but in the beginning you couldn't tip. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? You, you yeah, couldn't tip that. on the app. Yeah. And that was intentional. That wasn't like an oversight. wasn't something they hadn't thought of. They had thought of it. They had debates over it. They tried to, the board tried to force him to put tipping in the app and he wouldn't do it because he didn't, he didn't, he wanted the customers to have a frictionless experience. That's what he wanted. Right. You get on, you hail, you get in the car, you drive, you pay, you're done. Right. It's over. Everything works out great. And, it, and it's exactly what you would expect it to be. So I think about things like your tax thing. Right. You had a frictionless experience. You met with somebody, you talked with them. They cared about you. They showed that they cared. And you were like, oh, this is cool. I like this. I like this interaction. And then all of a sudden they added a little friction in there. And then they escalated the friction with it where your taxes were. <laughs> and then that's it. That's enough for you to go. So now the friction of, of doing your taxes on your own, which there's some there, mm -hmm. is significantly less than what you were just experiencing, right? Right. And so think about what we do. Like, is what we're doing at it taking away or adding friction to the experience? Exactly. That's exactly that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it's wrong, right? That's why I I will never forget, and I'm looking back at all these things about our business, and and you know what, uh, businesses, corporations now more than ever before, and I hate to say it, man, the truth of the uh, uh, the truth of the matter is this: is we're putting too many things on one particular person, and we're justifying it because we're paying them a certain amount, and it's like, well, they make plenty of money; they should do everything themselves. Mm -hmm. We want to cut back on that expense, which is bullshit. Mm -hmm. It is bullshit. It it is. Let's make them all. All do be their own cashiers. Let's make them all be their appointment makers. Let's make them all do this. Oh, don't worry, guys. We bought a system and it's an internet system that's going to do it all for you. But it it, it just it, it's not that. It takes away from the 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 ability to first separate your money. Like we, we've already talked about this, right, G-Man? We have a client to this day. Everybody makes fun of them. You have bookers? What? You have cashiers? You're crazy. I would make all your advisors do that, right? Check his effective labor rate. At estimate and his effective labor rate. Well, out. I would think too, he's real time closed. Real time. Like basically, car comes in, gets worked on, Boop, done, gone, closed. Gone. Like with the money. I, I told him, I said, he I doesn't said, have more than I, 50 ROs open on any ever. given day, and he does 150 cars a day. A day. Every single day. Every single day. Right? And I'm over here going, holy cow. I mean, how? That's How? like, it's art watching that. It's a machine. It's crazy. It's a machine. It's, it's this crazy. person goes to that person, which goes to that person, which is does, and then you're done. Right. But I guess the real world for a lot of us is, right, we, we, we're we in that scenario that you're talking about, right? We have, we're expected to do a certain amount of, of profit with a certain amount of expense, right? And we have to figure out ways, right? Because we, we, bodies is is not their solution it's not the solution that most major companies want right they want you to run it as lean as possible and they, they do that kind of what you're saying right oh we pay that person well enough they, they should be able to bear it but who cares that they have to work seven days a week you know 14 hour who cares that they have to that that's where i become a proponent of that because i've 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 worked for a lot of major 
companies and they're all very similar, right? They, they all have that kind of mentality, um, some worse than others, but uh, I have had to find a way to make my life easier. And so technology, right, has made it easier for me because the, the, the alternative is, is, is just way more harder. I just can't do it. But the one thing is, is I use it as an enhancement, right? Because if it's not a tool that's going to make us any better, then why even have it? Right. Uh, well, that's, that's the whole that's thing. The thing. That's it's, the point. That's you know, the point. You know what I was just thinking too? So I think Uber comes out, right? And they, they solve a problem, right? The problem is, and, and we, you know, the us that travel a lot, we know what this is because you show up at an airport, you're trying to find a cab, you know, and, and then the cabs, you know, falling apart. You feel like you're going to die in the thing. And it's, it's a, it's a friction filled experience. It's horrible. Right. And then Uber comes along, you touch your phone, boom, the ride's there. It's a nice car, take you where you want to go. And you're in, you feel like you're in more, more in control of that. And so the market responds and goes, Ooh, as consumers of cab rides, right? We want that. And so downloads and, and revenue and like it, it, it blows up and it disrupts the industry, not because they want to disrupt the industry. It disrupts because it was ready to be disrupted, right? Because as consumers, we wanted that. What is that for us in our business? Like we take these software programs and these things, these tools that we're going to use and we force those onto our customers. I remember I took my car in one time and I got a nine page multi-point inspection back. Mm-hmm. Nine pages. I don't want to read that. Right. I don't want to look at that. I, I don't, I, I, I know customers don't look at that. It's way too complicated. It's like, so we're feet, we're force feeding this thing like this. Oh, this is what they want. What do they really want? We're not stopping to ask them. The market's not responding to us saying, oh, if you would just send us some random text, we would we would appreciate that more than what's happening now. No, what they're telling us over and over and over and over again, I just want to talk to somebody. I just want somebody to reach out to me. I just want somebody to talk to me about my car. And while texting works great, they don't they don't want a bot on the other end with no response. They, they want connection. They want to know that we're there for them and that we're going to take care of them because, you know, if your car's in trouble or you have concerns about it, that's a big deal. Right. But, but you know what else? It's funny you say that because you, you know what industry has that I personally love. I, I At first I was like, man, talk about impersonal about the wrong thing, right? It was your doctor visits, right? So I'm, I'm part of Kaiser mm-hmm. and uh, they went through this. Have, have you ever... Had Kaiser? Oh man, I, I'm right with you. Okay. I know where you're going. Dude, that app, I've had Kaiser since I was like three years old. The way you do Kaiser now is incredible. It's I, crazy. I, I don't, I mean, my foot will be falling off, but you know, it, it's got to be like, okay, I, I think it's time to go to the doctor before I go to the doctor, right? That's just kind of been my way, just because I don't want to make an appointment. I don't want to be on hold. I don't want to, you know, go somewhere where it's inconvenient for you. I don't even know if this is serious or not. Right. Because half the time you, 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 you don't feel good and you go to the doctor and you instantly feel better. Mm-hmm. It's like your car. Right. So uh, the Kaiser app now, I, I go in, I'm like, hey, there's spots on my skin. You know, my wife's like, yeah, you should really have a check. Oh, I don't want to schedule an appointment, take a whole day off at work. Now I just schedule something. It tells me when it's my appointment. It tells me we'll do a video conference. My doctor tells me, take some pictures of it. And she says, yeah, come in and see me. And then it's like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you can get your test results. I can get my test results inside. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, my daughter had, uh, what is it, appendicitis? Mm-hmm. We were there and we had, uh, so I, all my kids are under my account, right? And they took tests. 
I'm in the ER. They took tests and no doctor. I'm, I'm, we're literally there for like 12 hours, right? No doctor. We took the test in the morning. Uh, I got the results on my phone before the doctor even came in the room. Mm-hmm. That was amazing technology right there. Right. So I think what, what we've done in the car industry is, is, is we're missing a gap. There's a gap there. Right. And I don't know what it is. I don't have to fix. But I, I to me, it's just training and making sure that your team is using it. Right. If your team doesn't use the text message, it's worthless. Right. Can we can we agree online online payments? Is that something that you guys like to do? Oh, I think it's great if it works. Did you go you, you went to the to, to the to the last conference. Right. And, and did you check in uh, using their mobile app? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, it was amazing. It was amazing. No, but I do. So I do like that. I like, so that's the thing. I do think if I can take friction out of my life, I will. Right. And and I like those tools, but like to go back to your doctor analogy, I had Kaiser too. And again, I've had Kaiser since I was three and you went from being like a cattle call, mm-hmm. like literally like, you know, to them actually caring about you to a, a point in which my doctor's calling me. Right. Like at my house, he's calling me. You're doing a video conference. Asking me, hey, are yeah. you okay? Yeah. I just want to check in on you. And I was like, are you Kaiser? Is this right. a Kaiser? Right. And so to me, uh, yeah, they completely transformed that. But they, they the, what would I say? The quality of care like, that I felt, like the quality of concern, the amount of connection with them increased, not decreased. I feel like we go the other way. We put a tool in and then we take a step away from the customer. Exactly. It's so so then the Exactly. Challenge. Because what you do is you reinforce the tool and dot it its result. What your expectation of it to and be. And the consumers are not asking They're for it. They're not asking for it. They don't want it. Like literally last week I had a customer going, "Hey, we do she and they're like, "I don't want that. I don't want you to text me." Just call me. You are going to have those individuals, but I, I would have to disagree with you guys to say that the consumer doesn't want it. Everybody. No, no, they want it, but they want that connect with that connection. Right. Right. So that's, that's where we're missing it. And not everybody. If they didn't want it. Companies like Luis, Carvana, Luis, Tesla, as bad as they are. They're, right? they're horrible. But that's what, right? tra- that's what I'm trying to tell you, man. Like the, 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 the I, you're both right. So yeah. the, the app that we have, cause I don't have Kaiser, it's called my chart. Mm-hmm. My chart is run by this this DMS, right? <laughs> That's called dealer, but it's it's a DMS type for the for the health industry called Epic. They control. It's either Cerner or Epic. It's like yep. CDK or Reynolds and Reynolds. Right. Epic has taken over the industry because they have this tool, which is just what you said about Kaiser, right? It's called My Chart, and what it does is it is a community. I mean, everything goes through there. I can do Zoom meetings with my with with uh, on my phone with my you know physician. I can. Uh, they'll send me all the results. They'll send, we can back and forth. I mean, it's out. It's unbelievable, right? Mm. But just like Gary said, that tool is only the interface to the person. To the organization, to to the result, right. right? Right. I'm expecting that. So that's the perfect example. But but listen, you, you talk about because to me it's not a comparable. I'm not, I'm sorry. Uber, the Uber app is not a comparable because people have tried to say it too. Oh, how about the, auto, the 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 airline industry, bro? I don't need to talk to everybody all the time unless I have a problem, which I can do now, right? But it's I want to buy my ticket. I get on the app. I buy the ticket. I close it. I pay for it. I show up at the airport. I'm good to go because that's what it does. It's a transportation, you know, app. But I'm not having to talk to somebody. In our, you know, industry, it's it's relationship based. It's communication. It's people. 
It's that. It's not a transaction. We don't want to do transactions with that. That's why they tried to do this thing where you could just go up to a kiosk and pick what you want. I'll never forget it. I went into, I literally went into the Boston, a Volkswagen store in Boston to go see what this go moto thing was and 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 i remember the manager was like oh that thing is incredible oh my god blah 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 blah. you know it, it it's completely revolutionized us. we make more gross profit that thing sells more than my advisors right i leave i walk around i do my little thing of course because I, I i showed up on time i showed up on purpose right at 450 manager leaves right the advisor's still there. I go back up to the kiosk and then they, they start chuckling. The advisors, there was three of them there. I'm like, hey, like, so do you work for them? And what do you do? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a coach. I have my business. And I'm like, yeah. Like, you know, it's really funny is he forgot to tell you that not only is that the number one seller of alignments, it's the number one creditor of alignments. Because customers come in, pick up, pick they want an alignment. We do the alignment. And the customer goes, I didn't know what that was. Give me my money back. I didn't approve that. That gives back more money than it actually makes. The manager didn't want to tell you that, though. <laughs> well, that doesn't sell machines, does it? Right, right. You know what that sounds like, though? That sounds like the taxi company. Why would you want Uber? Yeah. Right. That's that's what you're telling me right now. Of course, the taxi company is not going to want Uber to be around. No, of right? course not. Course Hotel not. companies don't want Airbnb. I know. You know they're going to tell you everything worse. The, the, they're going to tell you a combination the of both. It's a combination of both. Look. I'm waiting for a store that will allow me. And, and I, I, I want to talk yeah. to you about this, too, because yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it live here. Yeah. What happens to the format of doing both? I'm going to give you an example. OK, tomorrow's appointments. If I send them all and I looked at every single bit of it and I can send I can send the previous MPI to approve the previous recommendations and the customer just shows up and say, I want this. I want this. I want this because you sent it to me last night. I'm bringing it in for an old change. I want all that done. But dealerships don't do that. No store I know would actually be proactive in the approach of telling the customer, hey, you know what? I'm going to send you this to pre-approve. So when you come in, it's click and go. Yep. We do it after the fact. And then we hope they come back. No, send it before. If you want to be, you want to bring your numbers up, do this. Go in there and take all your appointments that you have coming in. Go look at the previous history, look at the previous MPI, and tell your MPI people to send it out yeah. so that when customers walk in, they walk in and go, you know what? I thank you so much for sending me that. I'll go ahead and do the break service. Oh, and that's going to say, that's frictionless. Why? Because the customer knows exactly what they needed, exactly what's going to be done, and now probably knows how long it's going to take. Yeah. Because we told them. Yeah. And we look like <laughs> we look like we knew they were coming. You know what I mean? It's like we look better. Just by that one simple thing, simple would make us as a as an industry. We would kill it. Would make us look better. We would kill it. But but it has to change, guys. I I guess that's my point with technology, right? So, so are you uh, gonna change? No, I mean I'm 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 I will change. I mean that's that's essentially what I kind of destined. Like that's kind of my mindset is that why why can't we change? Right? I put that post up there, you know, uh, on LinkedIn, and and it was I I started in this industry when I was 18 years old. Right. And uh, I had an old timer service advisor smoking a cigarette. He's out there. I I was a porter and uh, he's smoking and he's he's complaining about the the job. He's whatever. And then he tells me about how messed up we are in the dealership world and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you know what, dude, this is the same business that when I started doing this 10 years ago, the guy was, you know, he was 50 something years old at the Mm -hmm. time. Right, I was 18. And he's like, everything's the same, man. We put 
people come in. We, 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 we pretend, you know, that we, we're, we're too busy or we are too busy and we tell them, no, we can't see it. Do you have an appointment? Yeah, right. That's sure that's God. literally the first word of out of everybody's mouth is, do you have an appointment? Well, if not, I'm going to need your car for the whole day. I don't know if I can get to it. It's the same spiel everywhere you go. He says the only difference is now is that I do it in front of a computer instead of writing it on a piece of paper. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 41 years old now. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Right. From from that that guy that told me, I we still write up, right? It's they call up, right? First of all, I hope somebody picks up. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope somebody picks up the phone, and they pick up the phone. I hope I, I get somebody somewhat intelligent and can help me out with this emergency. And they can, I have to beg to let them come in, or I have to get nasty, right? right. It's one or the other, right? And uh, again, I know there's car dealerships that do it very well. You know, I I t- try to pride ourselves in that that we do the right experience. But it, but it's funny to me that that is what we do as an industry. I took my car over to my dealership that's literally right next to my house, right? I don't know anybody there. I just showed up. It's the long line, right? It's it's, it's 8.30 in the morning on a Saturday. And I'm like, oh my God, this sucks, right? And so luckily I know what how to maneuver around a dealership, right? Yeah. So I get out of the car because uh, I know nobody's going to come and greet me, right? And uh, I instantly, I look inside the building. There's tons of people waiting. Right. And this poor gal is just running back and forth, back and forth, parking cars, going in, parking cars. I'm thinking she's a porter. Right. And uh, she comes up to me and she doesn't say, hello, good morning. How are you? She says, hi, you're here to drop off your car. I says, yeah. Do you have an appointment? And I'm like, I, no, I just I just need an oil service and tire rotation. Right. I'm giving you my money. Here's my money. Yeah, and she money. literally does everything to talk me out of not dropping not dropping my car off yeah she is doing everything in her power right now to tell me not to drop the car off right so she's like oh you know i'm gonna need the car for the whole day i'm like that's fine oh you know it's you know it's gonna be this price okay and she goes well you're gonna have to go inside and wait behind those other people and i'm like okay how about i do this do you guys have a night night drop off i know people hate that right i says can i just fill out a night drop off I approved 300 bucks. Here's my keys. It can't be more than 300 bucks for a tire change and uh, oil rotation. Just call me when the car's done. You don't even have to update me. I don't tell her who I am. And she's like, <gasps> it's like a relief, right? right. And she's like, and I says, I'll just throw it right there on your desk. Get to it when you get to it. Right. But for me, that, that was, that was, that was the best I could do out of that, that whole experience. And I would have loved some sort of, I, I would have, at that point, I would have loved a kiosk. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't have any of your option, right? And and that a lot of times that's that's the industry we live in, yeah. right? Not everybody, not everybody, but but there's quite a few. And and that was I'd never been to that dealership, but I already knew how it was going to be, right? It was comical, right? It was just like, oh yeah, man, but man, if I had a kiosk, I would have just dropped it off. I would have much rather, you know, at, at the end of the day, all I wanted to get was my oil change. I didn't need to talk to you, Jair. I didn't need to talk to you, Gary. As much as I love you guys, I just want to get something done. It's on a Saturday. The dealership's right next to my house. I really don't care if you would have called me and said it's not ready till Monday. I just wanted to get that that test. And I think consumers out there, that's what they want. They just want to get something. Right up until the point something happens. Yeah. Yeah. So you 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 come in there. You want to get your oil changed. You're like, throw the keys, sign the deal, 300 bucks, go please. You get your car back. You go screaming down the road and, you know, your brakes fail. Your wheel flies off. Your, you know, your belt breaks. I mean, something bad happens. And then you come back and you're like, I was just in here. WTF. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why we're there. We're not right. there to change the, if it was that easy and going to Jair's point about a transaction, a one-way transaction, I'm ordering underarm deodorant from Amazon. I click, I pay, it ships, I get it. I get what I paid for, I'm done, right? right? It's a different thing. There's no consequences to that. But there's so many, that's the thing about our industry is that we can't treat it the same way. We have to, we cannot separate ourselves from the customer. And I think it's dangerous for us to do that. And I think to me, the bigger point about the tools of torture is that, and maybe we didn't really reflect on that last time, but I really do think is, I think what we're doing is separating ourselves from the customer, using a tool to try to, to avoid that connection that we have to make. Yeah. And, and it, it's just, we're never going to get to a point where a robot's going to take our place right. and do the job the right way because they have no empathy. They, they cannot, they cannot convince the customer or or have concern for their safety. You know, it's just, they just don't have that ability. Not and yet that, anyways. And, and that's why I say, be careful what you ask for. Right. Because it's going to come and then you're going to lose jobs. You're going to have people. I mean, all these things are coming down the pipeline. And the truth of the matter is, is if we focus on doing it right, right now, right. We will always have the advantage. That's the whole point I said about the whole Tesla. Tesla and me buying a Tesla was a research project and it still is is I am going to identify what could keep us ahead of the curve, right? Because believe it or not, it's coming. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I am not kidding. I am not kidding. Once they figure that out, it's over, man. It's 100% over. Like we need to be in the forefront of that. It's got to be experience-based. And that's what people want to pay for. I mean, Gary told me the other day, he went to Disneyland with his, with his family. He hadn't been there in a while. It was the busiest he's ever seen it ever before ever. Yep. Right? How many robots were in a, were, were 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 part of that experience? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> right. Unless you count R two D two. Right. You see what I'm saying? People want experience, and yeah. they'll pay for it. It's probably the most expensive you've ever spent at Disney, anyway. Oh yeah. It's, it's, right. Oh yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Anyway, I think we I think we beat this thing to death. I, <laughs> All right. So Thank you. Let's let's tie a bow into this thing. So here here's the thing I, I want to say just on behalf of of all of us here, Luis Jair, myself, and uh, and JDI Enterprises. We do not have anything against any one of these tools out there. Uh, we don't have a vendetta. We don't have our own product that we're competing against. Nor do we represent a product <laughs> that, that we would somehow benefit from financially. This is really just a roundtable discussion about tools, how they're being used, and and our and, and just our viewpoints and opinions on the industry as a whole. You now, if your store is different, please don't take offense. We're not tell, we're tell not, us, yeah, reach out, reach out to if us. If you do something, yeah, info at JDI Coaching. I want to yep. hear about it. So if you're I having want, please, success, we will fly out and see it. We'd love to talk to you. Um, but also understand, too, that I think as a whole, um, we just need a lot of help as an industry to evolve and to become to grow into that next level. So um, I, I want to say thank you from all of us for tuning into this episode of the podcast, The Hard Shop Life. And uh, um, I mean, obviously, we couldn't do it without you guys more than 10,000 downloads now. And we appreciate that. Um, I know uh, we have been uh, we have been putting episodes out in the pacing that we'd like, but we're going to step, step up our game, start bringing some more stuff out. It's just been a really busy year for us, which is a great thing. Um, we're running our business and it's been, it's been really, really busy. If you have questions about your service department, you're looking for some answers you want to get some tips or some insights, you can reach out to us, info at jdicoaching.com. We'll either answer your question uh, via email, give you a call or do it on the air. Either way, we'll send you some swag for reaching out to us. 
We um, also are going to continue our advisor series this year and bring you guys some of the top advisors in the country. We're going to continue to do those interviews. Those have been extremely popular last year. Um, some of our most downloaded episodes were those advisor series. And a lot of great content came out of that. Um, we're really proud of those. So we want to keep that going. If you want to be interviewed uh, or you know somebody, you have an advisor that you'd like to nominate, info at jdicoaching.com. We'd love to interview them and uh, have them on the podcast. You do not have to travel. Typically, we're either going to be in your city or we can do some remote broadcast. We've done that in the past and it works out pretty well. So any rate, anything at all, please don't hesitate to reach out to us and we hope you guys have a great and productive 2022.